is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Main Event Heat Podcast. I am your host, Rob Weathers, and I am really exhausted right now. I just wrapped up my first double shot weekend in quite a while on Friday. I was up in Dalton, Georgia, doing a joint charity show with Larry Otto Pro and the good folks over at Wrestling for a Cause Chattanooga. And then Saturday night, I was down in Hampton, Georgia, doing another TV taping for IWN's main event, Wrestling Underground. This weekend, I did something a little different. I actually did not do commentary on a single match this weekend. I actually did just ring announcing on both shows. Now, ring announcing is something that I've been doing since the summer of last year, but I've only really done it a few times. Most of my career so far in the business has been done doing doing commentary and you know a little bit of music here and there. But yeah, ring announcing is something that before this weekend, I think I'd only done it like three or four times. And over the last couple of days, I've actually had a few people coming up to me asking me how I got started as a ring announcer, you know, and it dawned on me that, you know, I've covered pretty extensively here on the podcast how I got started as a commentator. I've talked about it on a few different episodes. You guys can go check out the back catalog if you want to hear that story, if you haven't already. Uh, me and Bob Keller go into it in pretty decent detail in my interview with him. But I haven't really talked a whole hell of a lot about my my uh, my ring announcing career because I there hasn't been that much to talk about but yeah I had I had a lot of people come up to me asking me about you know the first time I ring announced and everything so I, I figured that would be a good topic is how I got in as a ring announcer you know I have been doing commentary for a while how I started as a ring announcer and I actually had a couple of people asking me for advice you know what are some things that they should do if they want to be a ring announcer so I figured those would make for good topics today. So first off, let's let's start from the beginning. How did I start as a ring announcer? Well, it started with Lariato Pro, which, as I've talked about here on the show, is the company I was kind of exclusive with for, for a good part of 2021. I had done, I think, six shows with them at this point. We were coming into, we had a show July 4th weekend in Forsyth, Georgia, and the original plan was it was going to be a TV taping like we normally do. But a few of our key people that we needed to make the TV taping happen couldn't make it. First off, we, we didn't have our cameraman at the show, which you don't have a cameraman. You ain't got TV. And Bob Keller also couldn't make that show. And a lot of people might not realize that Bob does more than just play-by-play commentary for Larry Otto. He brings, like, all of the, the set dressing, like, the uh, the entranceway is all supplied by Bob. He handles the sound system. He handles the music, the guardrails. A lot of the times, he's the guy that handles the ring, you know, so much of... Lariato Pro's presentation is due to Bob Keller, and he wasn't going to be at that show either. So I was talking with Gallows a few days before the show, and you know we were like, okay, well, if we're not going to do TV, obviously we don't need commentary. Is there anywhere else that you would need me to fill in? And he asked me to ring announce, and that was that was how it started. And uh, I remember getting to the building that day. It was it was July second. 2021 in Forsyth, Georgia at the Monroe County Rec Center. I actually had a, a couple of friends coming into town from Louisiana to spend the weekend with us. And it was so cool having, you know, I, I, my wife had obviously seen me work, but my family and friends lives in Louisiana. So nobody has really outside of my wife, nobody has actually got to come to the shows and see. And my best friend was in town with his wife. So that was really cool making my ring announcing debut in front of them. But uh, I remember getting to the building 
And Francisco Chiazzo didn't get the memo that Gallows had brought me in to ring announce. So Chiazzo brought a guy with him to also ring announce. So Gallows was like, look, here's the deal. Both of you guys are going to ring announce. He's like, Rob, you're here all the time. You pick what matches you want to do and give the rest to the other guy. So I looked at the card and selfishly picked the matches that I was like, okay, I absolutely have to do these. And I'll tell you, it was three matches that I did. There were seven matches on the show. I'll tell you the three that I did. The first, I did match three, match five, and match seven. The first one I did was Jimmy and Jazzy Yang versus Francisco Chiazzo and Micah Madrid. The very first person I get to call to the ring as a ring announcer is fucking Jimmy Wang Yang. Holy shit. Uh, I remember I almost fucked up because... You know, I've talked about how whenever I made my commentary debut, I was also ringing the bell. And the referee, like, waved at me to ring the bell in that first match, like, three times before I even noticed. Because I wasn't paying attention. I had a similar fuck-up in my first ring announcing match. So I announced Jimmy and Jazzy to the ring. Francisco's music is playing. And I'm just sitting there standing, not even paying attention to the fact that Chiazzo and Madrid are walking to the ring. And Jimmy is, like, pointing towards them, but, like, not trying to make it obvious. And, like, I keep looking over at Jimmy, and I just see him pointing in that direction. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then I look, and before I notice, Frankie and Micah are almost at the ring, and I'm like, oh, shit, making their way to the ring. (laughs) So I almost fucked up right there in my first match. But I think since then, I haven't really had much in the way of problems. But, yeah, that was the first match on that show. The other two matches I did, the second match was... And this was, oh my God, you want to talk about a dream match, especially one to get to ring announce. It was John Schuyler versus Chavo Guerrero. Oh man, talk about, I'm just knocking out WWE legends on this show. And uh, then the main event of the show was this big six-man hardcore match between, uh, let's see, Scotty Beach, Scotty Bullwinkle, The Machine Jake Davis, uh, Brian Myers, Dr. Luther, and Doc Gallows. And that was my 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 uh, main event for the show and my last match that I called on that show. And yeah, talk about a way to make your debut as a ring announcer. You know, I, I've I've talked on here several times about I'm I'm absolutely lucky and blessed how I got into the business because you know a lot of people start on, you know, indie shows in front of ten people and no big names on the card and you know, my first match as a commentator was John Schuyler versus Johnny Swinger, and my first match as a ring announcer is Jimmy and Jazzy Yang versus Francisco Chiazzo and Micah Madrid. So it's it could have been a hell of a lot worse for sure. And and yeah, just continuing to be blessed in this career, right? After that, the next time I ring announced was a week later. We were doing we were we had a TV taping finally for Lariato. We were up in Ringle, Georgia. This was uh, the first big partnered show I think that we had with Wrestling for a Cause. And Gallows actually brought me in to do commentary and ring announcing. And I'm like, you know, I just fucking learned how to ring announce a week ago, right? Holy shit! Now I've got to do both. Uh, that one is actually on Impact Plus. That's episode twelve, I want to say, on Impact Plus. If you want to go see that. Uh, I almost got in a fight with Lex Lee of the Jungle Kings because he called me Peter Griffin. He's got a he's got a fucking receipt if me and him work again anytime soon. I'll tell you that much. But then after that, like, when did I ring announce again? After that, I think shit. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't ring announce again until I started with IWN because my first show with Main Event Wrestling Underground two weeks ago, I did ring announcing and commentary. 
and I didn't, I knew I was doing commentary. I didn't find out I was ring announcing until the fucking show started. And all I had was everybody's names. I didn't even have anyone's hometowns or height, weight, none of that shit. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to say their names. That's what I've got. I didn't find out I was doing it until literally as the show started. So, I mean, that was, that was how I got into it. And then this past weekend, I did a double shot as a ring announcer. Like I said, Lariato was doing another show with Wrestling for a Cause on Friday in Dalton, Georgia. I had texted Gallows a week ago and let him know that I was going to be coming up there with Zicky because, you know, Zicky just wanted somebody to ride with. And I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to be in town for the show. So if you need me to make myself useful, please let me know. And he winds up texting me like 24 hours before the show and tells me, hey, man, I need you to ring announce tomorrow. And I'm like, well, perfect. I'm going to be there anyway. So I got you. So then I did that. And uh, which was, man, some of those guys on the roster are are really comfortable with me, man, and, and fucked with me quite a lot on that show. Uh, let's see. Scotty Beach had a match with Savage Kincaid, who Savage Kincaid is a guy that I've now worked with a couple of times in WrestleForce. Savage comes out to the ring with this this big bone, and he's just like, his whole thing is, you know, he's he's this savage from the jungles, you know, and he the only thing he knows how to say in quote-unquote English is nom-nom, so he's always trying to eat people and shit. So he gets in the ring, and Bob bolts out of the ring, and then Savage corners me and tries to eat me. So then I've got to fight him off. That was, I've never... I've never sold for somebody so fucking much in this business like I sold for Savage. I was like crouching in the corner, scared for my life. I uh, If that didn't put him over, I don't fucking know what would. But then the match gets started. He's wrestling Scotty Beach. Scotty gets thrown out the ring, and the first thing he does is come and grab my leg while I'm sitting on the outside and just looks up and goes, oh, hey, brother. And then Savage just starts beating him with a bone while he's holding on to my leg. Later in the night, of course, uh, Zicky Dice and Johnny Swinger are wrestling the Good Brothers. Uh, Zicky comes tumbling out of the ring and just just falls on top of me like an asshole. Just, you know, I'm, I'm wearing this, this nice suit and he's sweating all over me like a dick. But yeah, some of those guys are a little too comfortable with me. Being a ring announcer and, and sitting ringside during these matches has its perks, but it's also got its downfalls for sure. Then, yeah, like like I said, uh, just the other night, Saturday, back with IWM, Main Event Wrestling Underground. We, we don't really have a regular cameraman yet, and for people that don't know, typically your cameraman on these wrestling shows is going to be the guy that edits the show for you as well. And the guy that did our show last time apparently did not do a phenomenal job syncing my commentary with the video. That's what I was told, at least I didn't watch it. I told the guy whenever I sent him the audio clips that, hey, there's going to be some corrupted files in the first couple of matches, but if you just cut those parts out and just, you know, rearrange things, you should be okay. Either he didn't listen to that whatsoever or or what. I don't know. Maybe he just, he just kayfabe me and didn't read it whatsoever, but I don't know what the state of that first taping is going to be, but we brought in a guy on this set this weekend that, that's never filmed wrestling before. So we were like, okay, we're going to have to edit this shit in-house. So then I offered, I said, well, look, if that's the case, once Matt gets done editing the video, once all of that is complete, send it to me and I'll do commentary and post. So for this set of tapings, all of the commentary that's going to be done, I'm going to do it here from home. So I, you know, did what I did the night before and I just ring announced the entire night. And and I got to tell you, you know, people might not realize this, but getting in and out of a wrestling ring, it especially when you're as out of shape as me, it's not as easy as it looks. 
you know, and it's, it's, it's kind of taxing on the body. I'm really sore right now. And, uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel great. I feel like I actually accomplished something. One of my, my favorite parts, what am I saying? One of my, my absolute favorite part from this, this, this weekend's IWN taping was, uh, Teddy Long is a very big part of IWN and he wasn't able to make it to our show a couple of weeks ago because he had a prior booking, but Teddy was here. I have worked with Teddy a little bit in the past, but we've never like worked on camera together before. For this show, we did a thing after intermission where I introduced Teddy to come out so that Teddy can introduce Jonathan Gresham for his match. And Teddy comes out to the ring and he does the, uh, he's doing the thugging and bugging dance, right? And he turns around and looks at me and tells me to do it with him. And I'm waving him off. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to Oh, no, player, you got to get in here and do it. So then I, there's, uh, there's some pictures online right now, if you check my social media, of me and Teddy Long doing the thugging and bugging dance. And that is, uh, man, you just, some people pay for memories like that. That shit happened. I got paid for that memory. You know what I mean? That was awesome. Uh, I, I love working with Teddy Long, man. I've worked with a lot of really cool people in this business, a lot of legends, a lot of names, but Teddy really is a cool guy. I tell people all the time, whenever people ask me like, you know, what is this person like? What is that person like? Anytime people ask me what Teddy Long is like, I'm like, think about what you think he is like. And that's exactly what he's like. Like, you know, when you watch him as the SmackDown general manager, he's just so fucking cool, you know, and, and that's really how he is. He is a super fucking cool guy. I love Teddy. Can't wait to work with him more in the future. But yeah, that was that was my weekend as a ring announcer. And and like I said, during that time, I had some people coming up to me asking me, what are some things that they can do if they want to become a ring announcer? And, you know, it, it's so tough for me anytime I get asked these questions about how to get into the wrestling business because it's it's I fell into it. You know what I mean? Like I, I've talked about this several times. I didn't go to broadcasting school. I didn't even I, I didn't start training in, in wrestling in any kind of capacity until I had been in the business for almost a year. So it, it's, it's so weird for me, but, but the advice that I do tell people is, is for sure. If you want to get your name out there, just find whatever small indies are coming to your town and just make yourself available. You know, go to whoever looks like they run the joint and just let them know that, Hey, you know, if, if there's ever anything I can do for you, before I started with commentary with Lariato, I was there filming stuff for the Talking Shop Patreon, you know? It's it's one of those things that you you just never know. There's going to be a day somebody's not going to be able to make it to the venue and there's going to be a spot to fill. It happens all the time. And it, you know, maybe not always with broadcasters, but like I was just talking about with cameramen, we've had a a pretty tough time trying to find a regular cameraman and editor for these main event underground shows. And there's just, there's all kinds of things like that, that if you just make yourself useful, you know, if you just, just go to the venue and say, Hey, if there's ever anything I can do, I highly recommend, um, if you want to be a ring announcer, just filming yourself ring announcing, you know, go online and find the, the ring announcing information for one of your favorite wrestlers and just practice it and make some film and show it to a promoter. Hey, I can ring announce. This is what I've got. 
you know, stuff like that. The commentary, especially, I think, I think commentary is a great one. What you need to do is go on YouTube and find some independent matches that don't have commentary on them and just add your own. Just do a little bit of minor editing and just copy and pasting in a, in a fucking video editing software. And there you go. You're the commentator of the match. Now it's one of those things that you just, you just need to be there. It's so much, it's right place, right time so much of anything and it's just about practice you know the thing with with ring announcing and commentating I think the one of the main reasons at least why I have been able to stick around why people keep asking for me is because I have done a lot of public speaking type things in the past I've talked about how I work for a video game company we do a lot of stuff on Twitch we do a lot of uh, charity events and a lot of, of company sponsored streams that I've hosted for them in the past I was a lead singer in a rock band for a very long time I had to get on a stage in front of hundreds of people and sing and talk in between songs I did drama whenever I was in high school I was the guy that handled all of the the group presentations whenever I was in school you know I've, I've always done that kind of outward facing thing and even things like this things like this podcast I enjoy doing this and something that I was told whenever I started with the talking shop after show I had a lot of people come to me and tell me that they just they love listening to me they whenever I talk you know I've, I've something about my voice I don't know if I'm just if I'm sending out the right frequencies or what it is but they just like listening to what I have to say and that's something that you got to work on, man. The, the voice is the most important part. Like, why do we remember Howard Finkel? That voice, that voice was absolutely untouchable. That voice is why, in so many of our hearts, Howard Finkel is going to go down as the greatest ring announcer of all time. Why is Jim Ross one of the best commentators of all time? Honestly, that voice has a lot to do with it. He has a voice that you absolutely want to listen to. And that's the most important thing, you know, and it's one of those things that it definitely helps if you're born with it, but you can work on it. You know, I, I tell people all the time, what do you like in wrestling? You know, if you want to be a ring announcer, who's your favorite ring announcer? What is it about them that you like? Try to copy as many of those qualities as you can. Who do you not like? I've, I've been very open. Uh, I don't know if I've really talked about it on the show, but in my in my private life, I've been very open with the fact that I'm I'm not a big fan of Greg Hamilton's style of ring announcing, how he fucking adds syllables onto everybody's names and shit. So I always have that in the back of my mind. Every time I get in the ring with the microphone in my hand, I'm telling myself, do not fucking do what Greg Hamilton does. It's, and that's just a thing, you know. What do you like? What do you not like? Try to do the things that you like. Try to not do the things you don't like. Sometimes it's as simple as that. And for the most part, that's really going to do it for this week's episode of Main Event Heat. Thank you guys for, for checking out the show this week. As far as my schedule coming up, I've got IWN every other week for the next, at least for the next few months. We're booked out, to my knowledge right now, we're booked out to July 23rd. We just made the announcement that July 23rd, we're going to have a big super show at the Civic Center in Thomaston, Georgia. Some of the names that have been announced for that show so far are the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, the natural Chase Stevens, Johnny Swinger, Buff Bagwell, and a few big surprises on that show. And uh, I, I was told about those surprises this, uh, this weekend. One of the big names on that show, one of the big surprises is going to be my future 
broadcast colleague for IWN. I have just been doing the shows by myself so far, and I probably will be doing them by myself until July whenever this new broadcast partner of mine shows up. And uh, it's a big secret right now. I don't think anybody is going to know who it is unless you show up to that show on July 23rd in Thomaston, Georgia at the Civic Center. Whenever I was told who it was going to be, I looked right in the promoter's eyes and I said, don't fuck with me. <laughs> do, do not fuck with me. You, If you say that kind of shit, you better mean that kind of shit. This is, uh, I'm just going to tell you guys this much right now. This person that I could potentially, I, I told him straight up, I, I, I'll fucking believe it whenever I see it. But this person that I might be doing commentary with here in the future is literally somebody that I, I, I did grow up watching. One of the first ever wrestlers that I have memory of watching and somebody that I am a massive fan of. I used to quote their shit at school all the time. I, I was over the moon whenever I heard about this and I really hope that absolutely nothing happens to make this fall through because this, this could be an absolute dream come true for me if this does happen. But stay tuned for for everything IWN and Main Event Wrestling Underground. We've got a lot of really cool shit planned for the future. And I, man, if we do fifty percent of of what our promoter wants us to do, we're gonna be in we're gonna be in good shape. I can tell you guys that. As far as Lariato goes, I believe that the next show that they have planned is June fourth. At this moment in time, IWN is running the same night. I think what I'm going to try to do is do post-commentary for IWN if they can find a ring announcer to fill the event so that I can do Lariato live. But we'll see. You know, that, that Lariato show is going to be really big. Obviously, the Good Brothers are going to be in town. John Schuyler is going to be in town. And we are also going to have a couple of members of the Control Your Narrative roster, EC3 and Big Adam Schur, also known as the Titan, formerly known as Braun Strowman. I just hope that uh, if he says anything on Twitter to piss anybody off, he doesn't rope me in it. That's all that I ask. But it's it's going to be a huge show. Those shows in Dublin for Lariato have been just experiencing some great turnouts. We sold the place out whenever we were back there in March with Rock and Roll Express on the card. So I'm, I'm hoping we get to do a little bit more of the same here in the future. But yeah, I've got... So far, the summer is looking like a really fucking fun time for me and a really fun time for the Georgia independent wrestling scene. And if you've got any questions, if, if there's anything about being a ring announcer that I didn't cover in today's episode that you would personally like to have answered, or if you've got literally any other questions that you want to ask, I'm trying to get a few questions together for another Q&A episode, please send your questions to maineventheat at yahoo.com. I promise you we will talk about them on the show if you do. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can do so by finding at SweetSexyRob on Instagram and Twitter. And once again, thanks for hanging out.